Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. Today it's a very, very, very special episode, and well, I'm quite excited about what we have in store today. It's going to be really, really interesting, and yeah, we decided to do this as a surprise. Normally, we should have made some balls and paparazzi on social media, but well, let's not our way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> many many surprises. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about a very very important topic, which is the Nigerian Startup Bill, and it's a law that seeks to improve Nigeria's entire tech space. And we've been buzzing about it for the past few weeks, and I've been talking about it on other media channels. And today we have the main one, the main man behind the whole startup build thing, like. The huh, how do I put it in very 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 nice adjectives? Don't don't do it like those church crusades and, and they want to invite the lead pastor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have also here with us today is the senior special assistant to the president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, and is here to dissect the startup bill and is going to answer all our questions and. Yeah, all our, all plenty, our questions. All our plenty, plenty questions that we'll be answering. you forgot to introduce yourself. This excitement now, wow. Okay. <laughs> yes, so, yes, I'm Emmanuel, and this is... Uluwani Femi. And, uh, yes, let's allow you to uh, come on stage and talk to us. Hello, everybody, Tech Point, and members of the tech ecosystem. Um, it's my pleasure to be here today. Uh, my name, as mentioned, is Oswaldo Saritin Gobadia, and I'm the lead for the Nigerian Startup Bill. All right. Nice to have you here today, Oswald. And yeah, there are many, many important questions to ask. But first of all, I think we might want to clarify something. So I think a few weeks ago, the Nigerian Senate passed the Nigerian Startup Bill. Yeah, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So, and that last week, we learned that the House of Reps also passed it, but we could not find any Oof. record on it of on it of the passing on YouTube. We could only see it on their social media page. So, uh, could you help us clarify what happened there? And uh, um, so, the I'm, I'm guessing it's procedural because the process that happened um, the last um, last was it on the twenty seventh. Um, was a two-part process. So a bit of it happened on the 26th and the second part happened on the 27th. So it okay. depends on what day you're looking at. Mm. On the 26th, it was moved from committee um, to the committee of the whole. I'm not sure if the audience knows these. I'm just learning them myself. Mm. So basically, it was previously with the co committee on, on tech, ICT. right? So it was moved from them to the committee of the whole and then the following day was now voted into has passed third reading so mm -hmm. it happened in over two days but if you look at the social uh the twitter handle for the house you see it was listed as one of the 10 bills that were passed that day passed, for third reading. yes okay all right that that makes a lot of sense so now with that clarification in mind we're going to go straight into the thick of things and uh, also joining us today wow okay he's not here yet but uh we're supposed to have like a tech lawyer and policy expert with us and yeah i'm going to let you know once he joins so yeah just watch out for that so but before we continue let's try to understand what a startup bill really is for anybody listening or watching this out there what is a startup bill and why should i care about it i'm a young man i love tech i love gadgets but why should i care about a law that the house is about to pass 
That's exactly why you should care about it. You are a young man and you mm. love tech. Okay. Mm. Those are the exact reasons. Uh, what a what a law does like anything else for anything, right? It basically sets the rules of the playing field, right? It provides a framework in which we're going to operate in. Um, what the Nigerian Startup Bill does is it, it creates an enabling environment for the digital economy and the digital technology uh, for Nigeria. And the people who should be, who are going to benefit from the most are, you know, young people who are creating value-added ideas, mm. um, you know, across the country. Um, they are the ones who are going to benefit from what the potentials of the, of the Nigerian Startup Bill will, will, will bring. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, it sounds like a, like a, like a, like something that should make us happy like um like something that would calm the tech ecosystem down given the turmoils that have been coming from the government to us and for if anything excites me about this is the fact that at least we are getting a definition for startup in nigeria when a startup will no longer be classified under smes you get and every other small businesses now you are seeing people that are bringing solutions with tech innovations but look going by what has happened in the past right and even when tech the the tech tech startup are not really recognized but regulators knew they existed you get and they've been trying to enter conversations with them which has not really been going well the case of say the right dealing platforms yes and then there was a time crowdfunding platforms also received so how would this make a difference right yes they are, they are promising us that this will encourage this will foster conversations with the government so how would this be different from what we've always had before okay so i think what we have to take note of is that there's no any environment that we admire globally is not a wild wild west mm. right um we have startups in nigeria that are currently registered in delaware right so i ask you why right mm-hmm. when they fill out forms they're submitting themselves to dozens of rules and regulations and policies mm. right and a lot of the the pre-thinking a lot of the um, foundational stuff is behind every document you fill they say fill document five two two one. You feel it. Fill document three three six two. You feel it. Your lawyer is feeling it for you. Mm-hmm. You are signing and you are excited, mm-hmm. but you are you are being subjected to rules that guides the relationship, mm-hmm. right? So what we don't have here is that we don't have those rules that guide the relationship, but yet you demand relationship, mm-hmm. right? I'm not your boyfriend, but me, why you said we are together. Mm-hmm. So key is to form a relationship. Mm-hmm. What the Nigeria Startup Bill is it sets the foundation. So if you read the bill, if you ever take a hold of the bill, you will see that it drops, it puts seedlings for different things. The bill itself is is based on found on founded on collaboration and engagement, right? That's the fu- fu- fundamental uh, part of the bill. Essentially, the way the bill was developed is based on collaboration and engagement. So mm-hmm. if you think about it, this bill has happened very quickly. Yeah, it's, it's you know it's it's, it's under twenty four months. Average bill takes three years, three to four years, mm. right? That's because the approach for the bill, which we call the big tent approach really started off by pulling in all parties, right? If you're able to get a video of the, um, the public hearing from the, from the Senate public hearing, you will hear MDAs go up there and say, oh, we support the bill because mm. this, 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 we're already doing this and this is in line with what we're trying to do mm. because they were engaged, right? Mm. So the Big Tent approach 
begged for us to the idea of it you know I, if you guys ever i always hate to say circus because it sounds like it's a big joke but you know if you if you ever picture the circus tent right mm-hmm. if you ever see those movies with the circus yeah mm-hmm. you will notice the circus tent is held up by poles yeah, and sure. there's no door mm-hmm. that's what we mean when we say the big tent approach right as in the door is open and you are welcome to come and be a pole in this tent any one of you tech points as a as a media entity is welcome to come in there and be a pole you know uh mdas are welcome to come in and be a pole the lawyer who is coming on shortly is welcome to come in and be a pole to add value to making it better right um so yeah so when you look at it from that perspective it already forms the basis in which you know engagements will happen between the, the private sector and the and the, and the public sector and the government and we even from the process you know some uh, some people will say okay what is the bill what, when is the bill going to have impact Mm. right and i would say to them you know interesting enough it's already having small small impacts even the way we look at the ecosystem um if anybody ever reads my background um they didn't they didn't bomb me in government right mm-hmm. right before i joined government maybe a, a few months well not a few months ago maybe it's going almost going to two years actually this august will make two years i was a private sector person in, in lagos i, I run a company company still there it's over 17 years old right so we are a participator in this in this interest in this economy right and you know one of the key things we've already started understanding is that when we say ecosystem we always think is us is me the startup guy me that invest in startups you that is the media guy from startups you know we are the ecosystem we tend to forget that the ecosystem has other players in it right mm-hmm. so the ecosystem we now see the ecosystem beginning to start seeing the ecosystem or preaching the ecosystem as a practitioner which is those who are doing value creation and policymakers both make the ecosystem right mm-hmm. so what we're not driving for is a healthy ecosystem mm-hmm. some of those things you just mentioned is an unhealthy ecosystem right so the nsb helps create that environment for that to happen so if you look at the the bill the very first thing off the bat starts with the council yeah mm-hmm. yeah you say why what a council what what so the reason why it has a council is that the council is 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 chaired by the president himself right if you ever dealt with anything in public sector you realize anything that has the president on it gives it a level of visibility mm-hmm. and focus of everybody involved right yeah and generally a lot of times you have a council with the president but not the vp this one we put both yeah right mm-hmm. and then we now went ahead and put other ministers who we feel had impact or effect yeah so uh, on the on the entire ecosystem right so it's mm-hmm. not all of them but it's a few of them and then we now added private sector people right so private sector people are now so now you now have a, it's not balanced it's more public sector than private sector but it's mm-hmm. let's just say if you want to use simple numbers it can be nine to six or nine to seven something like that um and 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 in this in this um council the council is now empowered to sit above every single regulation that uh, touches the tech enabled ecosystem. So in essence, on the federal level by the way, hmm. no law or rule or policy or regulation can just happen without them being involved. Hmm. And now you now have recourse. So that's sort of the structure. So let me just take a break there and let you guys Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I could just, you know, keep talking. Yeah, <laughs> we're receiving everything. <laughs> yeah, so it's that's 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 been really enlightening. So talking about the council um the structural and so what's that council supposed to do and i learned from the bill that's going to be hq that nita which is nigeria's technology development agency yeah. so why that decision to 
make it the headquarters and so i wouldn't yeah. say i wouldn't use headquarters as per word. i would say it's a secretariat right? okay right um the, the 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 work that needs to happen to drive the initiatives and the decisions made by the council would be executed by nicta so when you say headquarters it, it may it may give you a double-headed there's only one head you understand Perfect. the council is the leadership of it right this the the the, the nicta serves as a secretariat then i will now ask the question who else do you think should have done it you know this was this was not like one person sitting in the room mm. that mm. came up with this this, this the, the people who consensus. people who know what's happening in government that that said this is the best place for it to be regardless of how you feel about it this is the best place to be mm. right and you know i would jump forward to say i think when we talk about um mdas that we may like or not like as citizens we tend to forget that we have the opportunity we can create the opportunity to place who leads the organization hmm. any ecosystem we respect and admire does not allow things to go wild wild west there's a calculated effort in understanding who's going to be this person this this job if that's the only one we want in government how do we as an ecosystem position ourselves to ensure that the person who we think is the right person for that role is the person that sits there Mm. That makes a lot of sense. I think I guess at this point let's hear from Timmy Olagunju, a tech lawyer and policy expert. He has joined us uh, virtually today. Uh Timmy, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you clearly. <laughs> my my challenge is the fact that uh what you, what you order versus what you get. The internet is obstructed by rainfall. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Nigeria. Yeah, you can see me, but the, the challenge will then be that uh, that will be at the expense of me. Okay, so but you've been following the conversation so far. Oh yes, correct? I did. Very interesting and um, important conversation. Yeah. Okay, so uh, at this point, do you think the Nigerian startup bill is like an important step at this point? in time oh, yeah. from a policy perspective did you do you see this as like this is like the perfect time for it to put an end to all of our uncertainties and all of our wahalas in this tech space uh, well basically um, regulations uh, basically have the power of um, creating a template you know the foundation and i like to say if the foundation be destroyed uh, what can the makeup artists do the ladies know better they'll put powder and so um, that serving as a foundation um, would help, you know, ensure that the system, um, the, the ecosystem, um, the startup ecosystem is kind of identified and brought into the picture because that's very important because there's been a series of debates whether, you know, uh, we really do have an ecosystem. But so this is a start. My, my, the implementation, as you know, in Nigeria, you know, as well as everywhere else, there's a difference between law and implementation. But there's an interesting matrimony between them, and um, it's a good foundation. And um, when we should have started should have been yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So basically, it's a good step in the right direction. Um, I think in the course of the conversation, I might be able to talk on specifics um, in that sense, and a bit of critique as well. Okay, thank you very much. So he he talked about implementation. So I think that's question on anybody's mind. Okay, this is great. This is awesome. But 
Is it going to be just one piece of paper sitting somewhere in the government house? How do we make sure it's affected? I, I seriously pray not. Um, <laughs> that that actually gives myself and the entire team sleepless nights, right? Mm. Um, what is critical is to know that, like you just said, a bill, a law, an act is just a piece of paper, right? Um, what gives it life is people, right? And what's critical to understand, and this is where, uh, this is probably one of the reasons I drove to Ikeja, right? <laughs> Otherwise, I just dialed in, um, is that we all have to understand that we have a role to play in it, right? It's not the NSB team. It's not me, right? It's it's all of us. Every single person within the ecosystem needs to understand that this bill is for you, right? Um you, you should you should you should read it. I mean, once the, the we recently just took down the version that was online, but we're waiting to upload well receive and upload the National Assembly version because there's, there's a few changes oh, okay. uh, that would, would we would be rather misleading if we left the older version up. So we've, we're going to up, upload it when we get the newer version. Um, read it, understand it, uh, take your critiques, write it down, strategize around it. Like, okay, this is something I don't like about the bill. Um, but this is how I think we can improve on it. Because a lot of times when I speak to people and they critique the bill, they, they I think they're operating from a perspective um, that we're going to be disengaged, mm. right? Whereas we are preaching, let's engage and collaborate, which means that this is not the end, which means that next year we should be doing, uh, you know, updates, amendments, five, five, six, six, two, two, one, to the NSB, right? Mm -hmm. That would be a significant, that would show that we are engaged because we are building on the seed, right? So it's, it's not the end, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, let's understand what has been started and build on it. So the implementation is critical because it needs all of us, right? We are gonna be working with a number of agencies, a number of ideas are gonna be needed on how to implement the language of the bill. Right. Do you go fully automated? Do you go partially automated? There are a few questions in the bill that need to be determined on the best way to do it. How do you deal with this agency versus this agency? Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of seedlings dropped in the bill as in research, IP, um, uh, credit, um, um, even the seedling, seed fund through, uh, through the um, NSIA. Um, there are a lot of different things, uh, free trade zones, hub support. How do you apply for that? How do you how do you tap into those resources? Those things will need um, will need our minds, right? Those of us who are creative, to mm. to 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 find a great way to do to submit ideas on how they, they believe it should be done versus what's going to do. So implementation is key. Right now, the, the NSBT two things sit on our mind. One is implementation, and the second is state adoption. Right? Those mm. two things are all we're thinking about. Um, I will confess that it was very we're, we're very we're 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 the team amazing team by the way. Um, we're great on planning, but I would say this, that we've left the implementation conversation sort of, you know, hanging and waiting for more ideas to come in. So it's not just the, the team that has been working on it that is the only ones thinking about it, mm. right? And also, um, I would admit that the, 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 the passage of the bill, right, within the time it got passed, um, although it was planned, Right? I'm a project manager by training. Although it was planned and we believed it was going to happen and there were a lot of things that delayed it. It should have happened months ago. Yeah. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't always very certain. Right? It's not like we just walked in and said, oh, this must happen. You know, in our hearts, we knew it must happen, but it happening, you know, was, was much of a blessing to every single person on the team mm. as it was everybody else who's, who's not on the team. Right? So it, it's, 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 um, it's one of those things where now that it's passed, we're not like, 
okay, this thing, maybe we call the structure. Although there's, there's some think tanks that have been already started doing certain things around what's the best way, what's the impact of the bill. There's at least two of them who have been writing papers, actually I have a meeting that today, on what's the impact of the bill. But I think ultimately that, that process will be a bit more, will be more robust as because the bill will be public. Should be getting papers from everybody. Everybody should have an idea. Maybe it's you guys from TechPoint that will come out and tell us, you know, how we'll do XYZ better than, than the next person. And let's let's get it done. Um, state adoption is critical. Um, the two or three examples that you gave were all state, they're all subnational. Sure. Right. Um, and we've we've always known that to be important from day one. Um, and we've already started driving it. So if you've been paying attention, Kaduna is well into the process. Right. I think what would delay them is election. Mm -hmm. Lagos has announced. Yeah. Equity <coughs> is they've already started, but they, they're yet to announce. Yobi has announced. Anambra is looking at it and they're about to announce. It those state looking at it, they're about to announce. So that's just a few states. Right? Um, I think um, what has happened to us once again is that on the plan we should have we should have passed the bill months ago, which would have kept us a bit far away from the election cycle. Right. Yeah. Um, but though the election cycle got extended this direction, so the election cycle also came to us, mm -hmm. right? Um, I think if not those two things would, would have been further ahead because if you're a state governor, you're leaving, you're not sure you're going to stay, mm -hmm. you're not really going to be starting any... Oh, sorry, Quara started the conversation as well. Oh, cool. Um, and so the, the thing I would always say about these two um, new um, uh, paths, implementation and state adoption, is uh, one to the ecosystem, the practitioners is, you know, what are your ideas after you see the bill? What are your ideas of how this bill should be implemented, you know, best? Do you have a, a, a system already half de developed that you think would do a good job at the engagement portal? Bring it on. Let's let's that is starting point. Let's not start from zero, right? Mm -hmm. um, state adoption. Don't look at me. Why is your state not adopting? My state is adopting, and I made the call myself personally. Mm. I didn't make that call as a senior special assistant president. I made that call as a citizen of the state. As in, you guys better get started, right? So the question is, as a member of the ecosystem, why is your state not adopting? So as a member of the ecosystem, you should be pushing your state. Those of you who are local in the state should be pushing your state to say, look at this bill, we must adopt. Mm. If mm. I mean, are you hearing? Yes, yeah, of course, on those states, I'll try to push something on that end too. Hashtag, on adopts <laughs> NSB. Yeah, right, it, that's a good one. It's great that you touched on those two, those two important top, um, sections because track record does not show us track record does not show us that state governments are are always ready to accept whatever the federal government passes and implementation is also, it doesn't seem like a strong point for the federal government but i'm glad that you touched on elections right governments will soon change and so what happens it, it seems like governments new governments find a way to sabotage whatever the old government has done so how do how does this how does startup bill escape that yeah that's um i think i already used the sleepless nights um, thing already i would say to you that um when you when you do engagement you understand that there's the try to find a nice way to say this there's the transitional government and there's the government mm. right so um for instance i'm transitional government i'm gone in I'm gone in months, right? Um, but there are people at NITA, there are people at a lot of agencies that, that are that are at the, at, the, at the crust of this bill that aren't going anywhere. Hmm. There are people in ministry, this is their jobs, that's what they are, they've been there 10 years, right? There are people at uh, SEC that are not going anywhere, 
there are people at uh, ministries that are not going anywhere. This is what we mean by engagement. It means that the practitioners in the ecosystem need to engage the government that doesn't move. Hmm. Right? Right? So you 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 ultimately, you know, en- enshrine the idea hmm. at deeper levels, right? You know, if you look at the National Assembly, there are senators and House of Rep members that leave. They go. In fact, right now a lot of them are leaving. Right? There's a good there's a huge turnover. But the people who run the National Assembly are not going anywhere. The clerks of committees, the clerks of the they're not leaving. They don't leave when government change. Hmm. Mm, that's a fair right. point then. Yeah, yeah. Fair so point. yeah, so it's it's a key of it's, it's critical that we understand how the government works and start saying okay, you know, come together, unite together as an ecosystem. I know I start sounding idealistic, but from sitting where I am and where I was sitting before, the cries are here all the same. You are crying, you are crying, but why are you not together to try to figure it out together to the same government? But no, you're doing it individually. So it's only when you not hear bad news. If you if you if you notice a trend, it's only when you hear bad news is when we unite. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. you will see on Twitter some bad news has happened. There'll be 6,000 people on the Twitter thread uh, conversation. Not just the thread, on the Twitter what they call that thing spaces. Spaces. 6,000. I've counted. I just go there look at it and I leave. 6,000. Mm-hmm. You know, just to discuss what bad bosses or this or that or that. But when you now say that you have something that could potentially create an enabling environment that can help us achieve all our goals. So the vision is that startups should start our villages. Not, you don't have garages, you have a garage. No. Okay, so so our, our basic unit, our bottom unit is a garage, is a village. So if you say that, if you think about it, what are all the things that need to be in place for a mecca in his village to be able to do a startup and look to his right and actually have resources to execute that idea, mm. right? So if you think about all those things and we start putting those things in place, can you imagine where we'll go? Mm. Sounds crazy, but it's actually a vision that we should all be, you know, dialing into. That has a level of infrastructure integration and the level of policy integration and engagement that we want. So a lot of times you will find that the reason why, you know, a policy may not make sense to you as a, value creator or practitioner is because you have not educated the system on what you're trying to do. Mm. Right? So, should we be blaming or should we be trying to get on board? Okay, mm. so, uh, that those are really, really uh, crazy valid points. And I guess two things that should be like one of our main watchwords should be for the entrepreneur out there or any business owner out there how do they get involved with startup bill because uh, i've seen some town halls i've seen some form of engagement but it's still not quite clear and even those who feel they can work they for me personally i still have a little bit of skepticism regarding because uh we've seen things like this before it's precedence pure precedence that's causing this right and uh you made mention that it's even causing sleepless nights on your team to to Mm -hmm. see how this gets implemented so how do we get both skeptical and non-skeptical business owners startup founders people you don't expect join this movement so so this is a touchy subject for me now um Mm. i think this particular question is giving me sleepless nights it actually has become very touchy and I'll explain to you this way. When the process started, 
I can accept skepticism. Right? Mm. During the process, I can accept skepticism. Right? Mm. But at this point where we are, skepticism is akin to not wanting progress. Mm. So we can't have our reservations. You are not allowed reservations. Wow. <laughs> What you are allowed to do at this point is stand up, step up, get involved, stop complaining. I've said it. <laughs> Because I've already explained, if you look at the bill and you don't like it, out of the 30 or so provisions, there has to be one you like. Take that one. Make that your own. Develop the implementation plan for that one. Right? I will answer your second question after this. Mm -hmm. Right? If you not like a bunch of them, Take those ones. Form groups. Discuss it. There's no room. You know, I mean, it's like I mean, I I don't want to sound over idealistic, but you got to understand that when we when the idea for the bill started, right? Okay, how did the idea for the bill start? I got this appointment. I said to myself, okay, what do we do with it? Right? I've always been inquisitive about what happens in government because I'm an entrepreneur. Right? I'm sitting here, this happens, bam, that happens, bam. You know, the these guys are my friends. All of a sudden they start crying, this is happening, bam. They're like, ah, ah, what is it? So you yourself as a person, you're not inquisitive. I love entrepreneurs. It's a passion of mine. I support entrepreneurs wherever I can. If you look at it now, I got a job in government. What did I come out with? One thing. One thing to support entrepreneurs. Right? So it's not about me. The point is, it's about what are you going to do? Right? Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? You know, so there's the bill there. You may not like some parts of it. You may like some parts of it. it a lot of times, I think over the time, you say we did tunnels. You know, those engagements, people think we weren't listening. There were several nuggets we were picking up from place to place that we were going, when I say, go, well, we we're going and making sure those changes were filtered into the system so they can at least be achieved. Mm -hmm. Example of one of them was we had an engagement. This was pretty late. Um, it was um, it was um, it was about council membership. They felt that the private sector was just a little too low. Mm -hmm. I thought it was okay, but it came from like two, three people. We went back, we looked at it, and we found a way. Right? There was another one about um, you know I don't know if you guys know CPN. CPN. Uh, no, I'm not sure. See, this is the problem. As as Nigerian technologies, we should know who CPN is. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know who they were before either. Oh, right? Okay. But CPN is a is an agency, quasi-agency, that is supposed to register all tech professionals in Nigeria. Like, hold your qualifications. Google it. They exist. <laughs> <laughs> That's the... Right? So, so why have we not been hearing of them? It's, don't ask me questions that I have to lie to you. About. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, so, you see, so, 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 and, and these are, these are organizations that you guys, I say you guys, I mean young guys, because I, I, I just turned a little older the other day, so I'm feeling less like a youth, <laughs> right? You guys should be looking. Why, why, why are we not involved in Nigeria Computer Society? Why are we not involved in, in, uh, in CPN? Why is the leadership of CPN and leadership of computer, Nigeria Computer Society don't have you guys in it? Why? Hmm. But those guys have sway in how technology is managed in Nigeria. Interesting. So a lot of times we are all here, technologists, just sitting here. Don't, don't get me wrong; I'm also guilty. Uh, my company does tech. I build data centers. I do networks. This is me. I have two companies that do these things. Did I know who CPN was? No. Right. And this is after years of managing technology in Nigeria. I've managed technology in Nigeria for a very long time. 
right? Yeah. Yeah, people like Jose Sukara or Magbukan. So I think the question I want to ask is given the level of is it misinformation or lack of information and orientation this is it's when people are, are knowledgeable about something they can be able to question it or get um, their own opinion on it you get so what is the uh, what's it called the people the stakeholders behind Nigerian startup bill doing about or, or giving orientation to the people that should come in these stakeholders that are still out there how are they educating them how do you want to get them involved because as it were people don't care so i am so happy you ended um your question with people don't care so i would challenge anybody to audit the nigerian startup bill media plan over the last year um not even plan let's forget plan Let's talk about execution over the last year and come back with a report that says we didn't try. Mm. We did rallies, 7,000 people showed up. We did, uh, that was in the papers. We did the uh, engagement, six geopolitical zones. We did several small engagements here and there, small places here and there. We did the uh, learning series. We, there's nothing we didn't do. Mm-hmm. I even saw some of the videos on YouTube. Yeah, check YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. We do newsletter. So the reason why I'm asking this question in this detail because the people involved, they're not paid, but they produce. These are people who have become believers. I'm not saying, why are you not a believer? That's the question I'm asking. So when we first started, we had over two to 300 volunteers for a program that's such a thing as being over-resourced. Right? We couldn't use them. Right? Like even talented people like you, you showed up, would have struggled to find something for you to do. Because I mean, how many posters are you going to create, right? So it got to a point we started outsourcing. I mean, not when outsourcing is it outsourcing? No, we went outsourcing. We we're franchising. Do you understand? We now said to ah, oh, you, you too, you like Nigerian startup bill? Okay, you too, go and start creating your own content and share it with your friends, right? You too, go and create your own content. Just mm-hmm. this is the framework. What I'm trying to talk about. This is the message for the day. Go and do your. We got that far mm-hmm. in how we try to get the message out. But you've already answered the question in your question, People right? Do not mm. care. There's a lack of trust. But here's the interesting part: Nigeria Startup Bill is private sector government. Why don't you show up for the private sector part? Mm, fair point. Hi. Yeah. At at this point, I think we should let Timmy come in. Uh, so we apologize for the issues with the network, but I guess Timmy is back now and he can also hear us. So, uh, main question is what what sticks out for you? What what are those specifics that stand out for you in the Nigerian startup bill, and the areas that could be improved upon? Okay, uh, yes. So that's that's a gamut of questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So and um, I, I like the fact that um, he has done um, extreme justice. Um, to the subject matter of, um, you know, areas of um, key highlights in that sense. Uh, just add a few things. And also, I must tell you, as much as I would give so a few critic, right, based on the question you asked, which is the later part, I must also tell you that um, if the Nigerian startup bill can serve as an epitome, you know, a paradigm for how lawmaking should evolve in Nigeria, 
So it's just beyond the startup bill itself. Yep. It's about how the startup bill has tried to really engage with limited resources. No much of sitting allowance, <laughs> yep. you know, and um, evolved to this level. However, just a few things. So in terms of highlights, section three stands out for me, right, in terms of the composition of um, startup management council. Um, like, like he said, he said, you know, that what may come out of the National Assembly's um, eventual past bill might be different from what we have at the moment. But we need to, that's where I think the media needs to focus on because a lot of magic happens in between. <laughs> um, that's what happened during the advocacy of the, um, the Not Too Young to Run. You know, where the, the proposal that was sent to the when he got to the Senate was for 30. And then when he came back, it remained the same age as, as it was, you know. And so these things happen. So I think that's what the media needs to look at. But in terms of Section 3 of the, of the, of the bill, I must say that that particular section in terms of setting up a startup management council is quite instructive. Also, a particular section in the 24-page document, which talks about the consultative council, um, advisory council, is also very key. Uh, because aside the fact that, you know, section three talks about the, 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 the National Council for Digital Innovation and Entrepreneurship, which has an increasingly authoritative um, policy stake in how the startup um, bill um, or act is implemented, right? It's also instructive to know that it has something called an advisory or um, it gets consultation or feedback consistently from the consultative council, right? So, and the consultative council is made up mostly of private sector, non-governments. Yep. So you have the Computer Society um, of Nigeria in it. Um, you have even some members who already labeled startups, right? You have hubs in it. Uh, you have a lot of stakeholders, although I didn't see the media in it, right? And what you promote is what becomes popular. <laughs> but that's just my own um, you know, critique of it, because the media is a key stakeholder in the whole frame of the entire ecosystem, particularly media platforms like TechPoint that marry the use of um, media and technology and can qualify a startup in that sense mm -hmm. so i think the feedback to that will be in considering the consultative council for those who will be labeled startup perhaps media houses who are labeled startups can also feature prominently through that window although it is not explicitly stated as such so i think that's one key um, um thing from there then also if you go a step further you know like he said, there's a dilemma when it comes to policy issues like this, particularly graduating to the level of bills and acts of parliament, right? There's a, usually the dilemma of, should we set up something new to serve as, you know, the administrative headquarters, right? Which is the secretariat, or should we use existing structure? I, I think, I think <laughs> that NIDA um, hijacks... <laughs> That particular, because the truth, to be frank with you, you know, I have my friends in Nidia, um, but then this startup bill cannot be credited to Nidia alone. Yes, in the course of the process, that was a fantastic um, turn of events that they decided to take on and work collaboratively. But it's more of a private sector thing. It's the startup community that battered the startup bill, 
right? And then it now, you know, government now took initiative. Fantastic. We, we're glad about that. But I think NIDA took advantage of that, you know, in that sense um, of becoming that administrative headquarters for administering, um, start, you know, the startup liberally and all those other things that are involved of being the administrative headquarters of, of the act or the bill. Mm. That's extra work for NIDA. How NIDA is going to pull that through, <laughs> considering your existing work that it has taken upon itself with the extensive and elaborate um, powers that it has in the NIDA arts, you know, still begs, uh, begs the question in that sense. Now, in terms of the National Council for Digital Innovation and Entrepreneurship, right, uh, you see that I see that there seems to be an imbalance, sort of, but you cannot rule that fact out, right? There seems to be some level of collaboration in the constitution of that particular um, council. But where I see the imbalance is that it seems we have over eight um, government parastatals, right, involved, and just over, I think, four to five. Um, you know, in the non-government sector, um, which is like 50, 60 percent, you know, still a good start, but could be better, you know. So um, because you see one thing with government, particularly in this part of the world, with populating such, you know, and in just, just such um, um, a progressive bill or law is the fact that you see the body language of government, like I say, policy. Many um, times, people like say, "Look, policy is the is the actions of an inaction of those in governance or government institutions." And when you look at the body language of of the policymakers, it is highly regulatory. You know, let's clamp down on this. Let's, you know, so it is not shown to be as much as collaborative as we should be, right? And because of that challenge. Well, this is a good start. And when they see the result of this, they will realize that collaboration with the private sector is still the best way, you know, to drive innovation yep. rather than just use the hammer and stick approach, right? So with that kind of body language, I'm afraid that a, 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 a laudable subject matter, a laudable um, platform as this, you know, might be dominated by that mindset the mindset to, you know, want to just use the amnestic approach. But I hope that the small number of voices who represent the private sector will be tilted towards reasoning, you know, in that sense of um, government agenda. You know, one thing with government is that, particularly in a democracy like ours, is that when a certain, you see a certain agency take a particular action, there seems to be that there's a coordinated agreement, unconscious agreement, that this is where they wanted to go towards, right? So when you have all, all those number of eight stakeholders in that council, what you then have is that you have eight people who have one voice, right? Against five people who have different dissenting voices, right? Because if, for example, the government of the day's policy is towards um, hate speech, like the Minister of Information has always been on hate speech since 1960, you know, he, that has been the core of his agenda, not realizing that, you know, the Ministry of Information is also the Minister of Information and Culture, 
and that you can collaborate with the innovation space to even drive that second element, which is culture, right? So fake news, it's speech. And you see that the direction, NIDA recently released a certain bylaw that is to the effect of, you know, trying to, that people perceive not to have been consultative enough and seems to stretch the extent of the infringement of the fundamental human rights of Nigerians in that sense. Because the road to hell can be littered with a lot of good intentions. And so you see that what I'm trying to say in essence is that sometimes it's difficult in this part of the world or dangerous to have a, 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 a proliferation, a, a larger number of government institutions as against private sector. So that might be a bottleneck mm. that we might see going forward. Now, in oh. terms of the still projective, that's projective. Now, in terms of looking at the issue around um, eligibility for grants of label, right? I see in section 13.3, right, that talks about this act shall not apply to an organization which is a holding company or subsidiary of an existing company which is not registered as a startup. That itself is a very tricky one because so far so good. As someone in tech law and policy, I, I see that, for example, a lot of startups, right, are in the position where they, are, they, they register subsidiary companies in Nigeria. And you know the reason why? The reason sometimes is because the investors that are putting me money will prefer that, you know, the first register like an organization somewhere in Delaware or sort of, you know, and then register, which is reasonable, then register a subsidiary in Nigeria. So what then happens to that subsidiary, which itself should have qualified as a startup? So that shows that a lot of startups, the people that we are trying to look into to benefit in this thing might even be ruled out <laughs> from, you know, the unexpressed intentions of, 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 of the community. So, and one thing with laws is that the law must reflect what I call um, the PE, that's the policy environment, right? So if, for example, you're trying to make law to benefit a particular community, it's good to take into cognizance what is the norm in that community. And the norm in the startup community is tilted towards registering subsidiaries. You know, so that itself might constitute um, a huge challenge. In terms of section, I know 24 to 32 talks about financial incentives. And for me, that is, that is awesome um, because I see a lot of things outlined. I think that is where, in rounding off, that is where the implementation challenge might lie, right? So if you look at the act, it's an act of parliament and in legal parlances, act of parliament applicable all over Nigeria. Whether the states decide to wake up from their slumber and implement or not, it becomes its, its law, right? Now, NIDA is more like, let me use the word CAC, is the CAC of startup community. Now, that's what this bill is saying. So you cannot then create another CSC in the States. No, you can't. CSC, CSC, it can only have regions or states and branches, right? So that is, that is one key thing. However, this is where I see possibility for adoption in state legislation. 
You know, in the Constitution, there's something called exclusively the concurrent list and something called residual list. Yep. We know that, they, you know, for for the sake of um, Constitution 101, <laughs> right? So I believe we here know that, all that, but just for the sake of, you know, listeners. Yeah, now, yeah please. Okay, so the exclusive list is issues that can be regulated by the National Assembly, which is made up of the Senate and House of Reps, and can be implemented by the federal government in terms of the executive at the federal level, exclusive to them, right? And then you have, for instance, nobody in no state can decide to go and print their own currency. <laughs> it's exclusive to You know? So that's it. But then we have concurrence. These are issues that can then be regulated by both the states and the federal. You know, at the federal, many people still don't get it. At the federal, there's the Senate and the House of Rep. At the state, there's the House of Assembly. I've had people running for office in interviews <laughs> mix this all this together, right? As surprisingly as it is, but you can understand policy education is not a thing, you know, growing up in Nigeria. So the point there is just now for issues of concurrent lists, where implementation challenges might lie, is in terms of, for example, these financial incentives. There are certain tax that go to the federal government, certain tax that go to the states, right? Some of the areas that are touched in that financial incentive of Section 24 to 32, most importantly, are issues that somehow dovetail between state and federal governments. Federal government then cannot make provisions. For example, value-added tax. There has been a lot of debate about all that. You know, for example, personal income tax. Right, I see where somewhere in the provision of that bill that talks about, you know, startup employees, uh, you know, can access a certain level of rebate or something, something as regards tax. So, personal income tax. Who collects personal income tax? Is it the state or the federal? You see, so those are core issues. Highlighting those core issues. That's where the work of states would lie. Highlighting core issues that are particular, peculiar to them and extending those issues to accommodate their realities in the states. That is where, you know, there might be core implementation in terms of uh, challenges, in terms of uh, benefits. And that's where states should, should be looking at in that sense. Um, mm. Let me round up here. Okay, you can please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Timmy, thank you so, so much. That was really, really loaded. And yeah, once once Timmy gets into it, it's I just like listening and taking. No, it's educational. Yeah, very, very educational. I mean, we basically started from that concurrence list. Okay. We developed the plan, and a lot of the tax provisions that he mentioned, they've been changed to accommodate that. Okay. So one of the things that you have to look at is in the state adoption is that, you know, it's it's really from a perspective of how do we make our states competitive, hmm. right? You know, you, you you mentioned you're from Ondo State. Yes. You want to do a startup, right? But then you come to Lagos, but the idea you're really doing really belongs in is for Akure, but you're operating out of Lagos, mm -hmm. right? So it has to be that when you're trying to do your startup, it has to be that you look at the states from a perspective of which state has the laws that applies to your business, helps your business better. So maybe I'm from a do state, but guess what? Play two's startup bill is the one that works for me. So that's kind of a long vision, right? So states will develop their own bill within the things they, they can manage in their states. And in the competitive angle, 
that they want. So the conversation we had with several states, I can tell you each state is looking a little differently. You know, mm-hmm. Ekiti has their own little strategy they're doing. Very interesting. Edo State has started their own with the with the training thing they're doing. Very, you know, so every state, Lagos has started something, and they're gonna, you know, so every state is actually coming to it from a different angle as we expected, and that's what's gonna make that state, right, attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the stuff that will be in the bill will be, you know, will be stuff that can be managed from the federal level. Um, I want to remember some other things that uh, Timmy mentioned. Um, so talked about Delaware and uh, startups. Well, so there's a question about, you know, um, is it a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah. Right? So I won't answer. I will let you guys answer. You're Nigerians, right? Mm. Um, but ultimately, I think the interpretation of that is not exactly 100% correct because in the end of that um, um, paragraph, that's why I left my laptop because I wanted to be able to see the exact uh, sections. Um, you will see that it says that it's not already, you know, labeled as a startup. So this current structure of companies being startups in America, Delaware, then do a subsidiary here, they're a startup in America. Mm. You understand? So when they get here, they're still a startup. right? Mm. So it doesn't exactly apply to them. I think that particular provision was, um, um, I don't know, an insurance company. You know, I don't want to name any of them. Big insurance company decides they want to do a startup. Right, that's what that provision was was okay. addressing. That well, is it. Is it clear so that um, no, it's clear. No, it's no all in, it's all in implementation. But if you if you read it again, you I mean I don't want to start reading on air. But if you read it again, you see that in the end it says that it's not already hmm. right. So any company that goes to you know TechPoint registered in Delaware, they're a startup going to Delaware now. TechCrunch, you know, all of them, not TechCrunch, TechCabal labels and they're already a startup when they you know Flut- Flutterwave they were startup when they when they registered in, in Delaware and so forth and so on. So that that sort of balances that out. Okay. Okay. I think that that makes sense. So I don't know if we would have enough time to address all of the issues that... Uh, no, they all, I mean, he brought up fantastic points. I mean, they're yeah. all great points. Like I've said, you know, you know look at the bill, uh, determine what you think are potential issues, potential hiccups, and develop a plan. Um, you know, the question you asked earlier that I don't think I answered was how do you get involved? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like I, I mean, there was a time when we had a group of people um, and the volunteers. There were over a hundred people. And all they did was repost because we had a lot of volunteers. Um, over time, you know, it's been over a year. People will lose interest. They'll move on. Um, I think as we go into the implementation, we're going to design a, a program that would have a way to gather ideas on how to support from the private sector, how to support the the implementation team on executing the bill. That that would definitely happen. Uh, so we get, because uh, the bill will be now very, very public. Mm-hmm. You read it, you have your interpretation, you know, discuss it with your friends, mm-hmm. get a better understanding. When you don't have a better understanding, seek understanding. We're, we're very open and, and ready to explain. Okay, so this is like an assurance to the public and every stakeholder that, is, that will be affected or is involved in it that anything or any idea they bring forward concerning the startup bill will be addressed. No, that's not an assurance of that. When you say addressed, it no, means... Not like it no. to be implemented, like it to be looked into. There's no there's no feedback we've gotten into the entire process that wasn't looked into. Hmm. Not a single one. So maybe maybe I'll give some insight to how the bill was developed, right? Um, you know, there's there's a there was a core writing team, development, a drafting team uh, that was made up of several legal firms. And people, during that volunteer period, people actually came up and said, I, I want to help with drafting the bill. And they were put in the drafting team. Right, mm-hmm. several people, a big team, and they actually collected and took in 
what was collected from the engagement team. So we had an engagement team that was going out, having the six zones, going to different things, going to schools, talking to pastors. We talked to everybody, right? So when people say that they didn't know about it, I just I shrugged my shoulders and go, oh, wait, well, Nigeria is very big, right? Um, we, we, we talked to a lot of people. Then after the bill got its first draft, we now created about, I want to say, eight groups. And each group had maybe, depending on the kind of group it was, had 50 people, maybe 10 people. You know, one group was very senior financial funders and, and startups. So the likes of Flutterwave, somebody was there. The likes of former minister of uh, uh, communication was there. Okay. You know, very serious. The likes of uh, Tommy Davis was there. Very senior people sat in that group and they reviewed the bill and gave feedback. There were also other groups called like early, adopt, early uh, startups, young guys. They were there. They gave their feedback. Right? It's not give feedback, say they just we just flashed the bill in front of them. No, they were given a Google link and they actually were typing into it. Mm. So at the end of the day, we ended up with documents, several documents that had different inputs on how to best, you know, from 10 different groups. We went as far as education, mm. professors, you know. So these are the things that were happening in the background, right? So that's why we now see the public here. And if you go look at the table of the public here, you will see that people pretty much just came and said, Yeah, we've seen it already, we like it. You know, but that's, you know, if you were engaged in the process, you know, we did a very good job of making sure that we are, we put it in front of people. Mm. So it's not a case that now I'm going to start making insurances that like as if I found religion is now that I'm going to say we're going to start taking input. No, we've always done that. Right. Even at the very late stages, we're still taking input mm. and saying, OK, we'll find a way. Maybe we'll give it to the chairman or give it to say this is very important to please make it, you know, consider it because at a point it's no longer our bill. Right. So if you look at the three phases of it, there was a point where it was a it was a it was a it was a NSB team bill. We were developing it and we we're engaging everybody, talking to people. Then at one point it became the president's bill. At that point, well, how can you touch it? It became a fake document. Then after that it got passed to the National Assembly, like right now I don't have a version of it. Right? It's the it's the, it's the National Assembly that that has a version of the bill. Right? When they finish their, their how they do their bill and they pass it out, then we'll now have officially the document that we can now say, okay, here's the bill though. Mm. It's been published, here's the bill, everybody look. Right? Yeah. So there's there's been no time that we're not we have not taken feedback. Right? We had several tunnels. Several. And you know the interesting about the tunnels? They were done by people from the states. I didn't fly from Abuja to to uh, I, I, what was that one? Like, Inquara to do a town hall. I didn't fly from Abuja to Lagos to do a town hall. It was local tech people. Even the Kaduna, uh, the hashtag uh, Kaduna adopts NSB mm. was started by the local ecosystem. It wasn't me talking to the governor. Right? Mm. That makes sense. So, yeah, I think we've addressed a lot of things. And of course, if, if I just keep going and going and going, uh, we'll not end this uh, conversation. So, <laughs> yeah, if there are so many many things i want to say talk about ask and all of that but probably one hour will not be enough mm-hmm. so, yeah, so it's not, continuing uh, this conversation this, online. this is a conversation we'll have to continue and i'm sure whoever is watching this they are going to be having lots and lots of comments and I'll be able to answer a few, but anyone I cannot answer will carry I'll to me. Do not carry to me. Go to the NSB team. Yes, there's so many different channels to contact the NSB. Okay. So that's what that, this is why I answered your question the way I said earlier. When I said, What will you do? Mm. Right? It's yeah. no longer it's not it's not a bill for me. <laughs> Guys, man, I just turned 47 the other day. 
I've been working for close to 20, sub 25 years. Yeah. It's not Nigerian startup bill. It's not for me. When, when I gave my, uh, when I stepped into the National Assembly to talk about this, I said, I come on behalf of your children. Do you understand? Yeah. It's not a bill for me. Right? So the question is, what will you do? There's an implementation about to happen. How are you going to be engaged in it? There's a state adoption that's about to happen. How is your state adopting the Nigerian Startup Bill? There are things in the bill you don't like. How are you highlighting? No, there's no need to come for me. People are sitting there thinking they're going to come for me on Twitter. For what? I, I wait on my car, I'll go home. Don't think sign me. <laughs> so this, this, this is a clarion call to everyone yes. participating in the tech ecosystem. It's for it's you. In our hands now. It's a starting point. Because if you think of the very first thing you must think about, even passing the bill was seen as impossible. So that's why I said earlier, I will not accept reservations because we have passed a bill in the National Assembly now. A bill about you. So how can you still be lukewarm? This is when you're supposed to take the bill on your back, own it, and do something. Ecosystem. Can you hear that? Yeah. Do something. Do so something. The, we should be expecting the paper out very soon when it's published. We'll be The NSB will be expecting your reservations that are not allowed according to us word <laughs> your reservations because your reservations you should have an actual plan for your, your right. reservations don't reserve and, and do it on twitter and move on right have a plan about your reservation <laughs> yes mm. so, so so we are looking forward to it and the excitement is there and we are hoping that this happens in our generation it starts getting the necessary outcomes that we we desire from it thank you very much for no you've done a great deal by coming here today and giving us your thoughts yeah, that's thank you I so came. much yeah and thank to you me so much. too to me thank you very much to me we thank are, you so much we are, we are thank you so much it's always, you. always always a pleasure listening to you thank you thank you guys awesome to me you send us virtual bill this one that's your <laughs> what do you say? You send us virtual beer. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, if you're listening to us for the first time, remember to share this podcast, share the video anywhere you see it, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. You please share to all your friends. Make sure you're part of the conversation. And if you're listening to us on any podcast channel, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you find your podcast. And I remain Emmanuel Paul. I am Uluwani Femi. Yeah, so. Bye. Bye bye. See you some other time.